I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 255 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And for this episode, we have our countdown of the top 10 albums of 2021 as voted on by my patrons. What I did was I had them submit a top 10 list. And based on where each album is positioned on their list, it was assigned a certain set of numbers or a certain set of points, I should say. Number one got 10 points, number two got nine points, number three, eight points, all the way down to 10, which received one point. This is the same way that we did the 1981 album uh, episode and how we're going to do any of these shows moving forward. It just makes it easier to get a a clean cut, you know, um, list, overall list from everyone. Instead of just assigning, oh, okay, so uh, three people voted on this album, so it gets three, you know, three three points. No, um, if three people voted for it, number one, then it got 30 points. If, you know, in this case, there are albums that were one, were two on other people's lists, were in their top 10. So based on, you know, the accumulated points, the album ranked or it didn't rank. There's a lot of albums that were close to making the top 10, but did not. This is very, very hard to do, regardless what year we're talking about. And again, I feel sorry for the crowd that says that there's no new music that's any good. This is an episode for you if you haven't checked things out. From this past year, you know, for whatever reason, you're busy, you've got things going on in your life, and you just haven't had the time. Well, this is your episode to check out what albums we suggest. And hey, not everything is for everyone. I get that. But the cool thing is, after we recorded this, we had this really great discussion on how a lot of different people have been checking some of these albums out these last few days. And I'm very thankful to my patrons for being involved in this episode, uh, whether they were able to partake and be featured on the video version or with the audio version that you guys are going to hear during this episode of the podcast, or they submitted a list, whether they submitted a partial list, anything that they could do to help this episode along. I'm just really grateful for, you know, I'm somebody that I've said this a bunch of times. If it wasn't for the patrons, if it wasn't for the love that I receive from the social media platforms, from people sharing and liking, uh, I wouldn't be doing the show as frequently as I've been doing it because like everyone else, shit is hard. (laughs) You know, life gets in the way. There are priorities and things where I'm able to, you know, scramble and schedule things. And, you know, I realized that due to the fact that there is a time difference, I can't do more of these types of shows or I can't get as many podcasters on or sometimes getting guests is difficult. 
but I am able to kind of rearrange things to make sure that I can do these episodes. And I'm grateful that people take time out of their day to put these lists together, to be involved in these episodes, to comment on Patreon, to like and share on other platforms. So I appreciate all of this. I say this all the time. I understand that there are a million things you guys could be doing, but you guys choose to be here listening to this episode right now. So just the fact that you're listening, I want to say thank you for all these years of support. We're going to be entering year number 13 in 2022. There are special t-shirts that have been made up to commemorate this. And you can go to our merch store and check out some of the standard stuff that I'm releasing. But this specific t-shirt, the 13th anniversary shirt, and I I had to fight hard to get this because it was confused with something that was uh, trademarked by the uh, t-shirt company that I'm using. I had to go back and forth with them and say, no, I designed this. Uh, This hasn't been previously trademarked by anyone. And I showed them, you know, the proof of how I put it together and they finally approved it. But that shirt is only going to be available through uh, a specific tier on Patreon. Uh, What I have done, Metal Dan, who is one of my patrons, had purchased a shirt from the merch store and you can find that by going to marsattacksradio.com and there's a merch tab at the top and he had purchased the the standard mars attacks radio and podcast t-shirt and i said look man you've been a part of this trivia tuesday show you've won a bunch of different times um you he had just upped his tier on patreon i said what you've upped it to, you, you're supposed to get a standard shirt, but this uh, 13th anniversary shirt costs the same. So I just sent him that. So he's the first one to have that shirt out of anyone. Uh, if you are interested in checking out all the various types of merch that I offer via Patreon, just go to Mars Attacks, or actually, I'm sorry, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Mars Attacks podcast. And you can see the various tiers and the different types of merch that are assigned to each one of the tiers. So I tried to make things worthwhile for everyone. I post stuff daily on there, almost daily. Sorry, I took Saturday off. Um, But uh, yeah, I schedule things. And then as I say to, to people, I try to give you guys the Patreon experience that I would want to receive from others. I liken it to Kiss saying that they put the band together or at least put the show together that they wanted to see live that other people weren't doing. So I'm trying to give you guys a Patreon experience that I would want from others. Whether it's better, whether it's worse, that's for you guys to decide. And for as little as two bucks a month, you can join. You can be part of the next Patreon discussion. And join in in a really troll-free environment where we all get along, have a lot of fun. And that's the one thing that a lot of people keep telling me. You know, hey, your group is fun. These discussions are fun. I have a great time talking about music. It's like getting together with old friends and just talking about music. So um, 
I want to give a shout out to my Patreon, to my patrons, excuse me, who help this great atmosphere that we have. And without them, I wouldn't be doing these, these shows again, and they wouldn't be as fun to do. So the newest uh, member of Patreon is Ed the Shred Ferguson. We have the metal politician, Johan from Sweden. We have Rob Rowe from the Rock and Roll podcast. We have Metal Dan, who I mentioned before. We have Jerry from Long Island, who's always throwing show ideas at me. Uh, thank you for your contribution, sir. They are greatly appreciated. He also made a very generous donation the other day uh, to purchase some vinyl for the Album of the Week unboxings. I will be doing that. We have Jose in Connecticut. We have Chris from the Chris and Amanda Show. We have the Metal Dentist, Gabriel Ruiz. We have Brad Dahl from Yarg Metal. Check out YargMetal.com. You could do that right from the uh, audio portion of MarsAttacksRadio.com. We have our Mike Jones. We have Mr. Patron's pick, Jeremy Weltman. And we have the Ho-Ho Hokenator, Steve Hoker, especially for the uh, holidays here. But yeah, uh, these guys are the diehards. They follow me. On Trivia Tuesday, we had a really cool show yesterday, uh, which came down to Metal Dan and uh, Jeremy Weltman. And it was a lot of fun. It was all focused on Iron Maiden trivia. You can watch the replays. They are featured on MarsAttacksRadio.com. We have Fireside Friday, which will be returning next year. And uh, that usually features Brad and Jeremy as well and anyone else that wants to join. So there you go. I want to thank you guys for listening to this. And here we go. Here is the top 10 countdown. Let's do it. Welcome one and all to... <laughs> the uh, December 17th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream, the last live stream of the year. First off, I want to wish everyone happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, happy Festivus, uh, happy New Year, uh, so on and so forth. I don't want to be saying happy New Year two weeks into January, so I'll just say it now ahead of time. You guys have all been forewarned and um we have jose in the chat already and today's exciting episode which for those that weren't able to join us on fireside with jeremy and brad did uh we recapped albums 80 or well 78 through 26 so Let's see. I thought Steve had a perplexed look on his face. <laughs> Steve, can you hear us? I don't think Steve can hear us. Continues hmm. perplexed. Anyway. Um, ah, there we have the uh, folks from Fiction 6. All right. Hey, Mark. Joining us, and we have Johan up in Sweden joining us. Johan, ah, Johan. Well, I have to since we have someone from Fiction Six in here, and we have uh, Johan who joined us with the Horn Doll. 
t-shirt. Um, we did recap 80 through 26. And let's see here real quickly. Because both bands came up on the show before. The Fiction 6 album came in at 63. And the Horn Doll album came in at... 34, Johan. So hopefully that doesn't get you uh, up in arms. <laughs> no, I think, I think we need to have both, both those bands on the show. Well, we can definitely try to do that. Um, again, as I explained during the previous show that we were doing, recapping 78 through 26, a lot of this had to do with the fact that multiple people voted for the same album. There are albums that ranked high on my list, a lot of them, which ended up between 26 through 80. Uh, there are others that, because they got voted on by multiple people, are here. So, Steve, are you there? Steve, it's we can... somebody. And he's gone. Okay. Anyway, so uh, why don't we do this? Uh, the intention is to talk about the top 25, but real quickly we'll do um, we'll, we'll, we'll do um, let's see, the, the top 30 here. So real quickly, at 30 was the okay, so Let's see, from Fiction 6, we're not everyone's cup of tea, but I am addicted to writing music, so working on number four right now. Awesome. Yeah, and I think, like I said, the, the biggest issue is um, coinciding with other people. Uh, each one of these albums, depending on what people ranked on their top 10 list, the number one album got 10 points. The, and that goes all the way down to 10, which would receive one point. So we're tallying up points here of what, what were the highest or the ones that received the most amount of points. So anyway, so at 30, LA Maybe with Dirty Damn Tricks, 29, Evanescence with The Bitter Truth, 28, Enforced with Kill Grind, 27, Crazy Licks with Street Lethal, 26, Bullet for my Valentine with Bullet for my Valentine. And up to now, that's what we had discussed on the previous show. So we are now crossing the threshold into some new territory here. At 25, an album that was a patron's pick. It is the Bronx with Bronx 4. Or no, Bronx 6, my bad was an album that was picked by uh, Jeremy, number 24. And, and again, that was uh, gauging by the points. That was your number three on, out of your top 10. Yeah, it was. Yeah, great. Yeah. Really great album. Really yeah. Great. Um, number 24, Victory with Gods of Tomorrow. Number 23, The Quill. And Earthrise. Hold, hold, hold that thought. <laughs> Fiction six. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, where was I at here? So the quill and real quickly, because the person that voted really high for that was our Mike Jones. I do want to send a shout out to Mike Jones and real quickly to all the people that haven't been able to join us. Uh, Steve, can you hear us now? I can hear you. All right. Awesome. Hear so me? We have the Hokanator on board with us. No, he's the ho-ho hoker today. So I <laughs> uh, want to send the shout out to Ed Ferguson. Want to send the shout out to Rob Rowe from the Rock and Roll Podcast, Metal Dan, Jerry from Long Island, uh, Jose from Connecticut. Who is in the chat? Uh, Chris Vaglio from the Chris and Amanda Show, the Metal Dentist, Mr. Gabriel Ruiz. And uh, let's see, we obviously have Dr. Poison, Brad Dahl from Yarg Metal. We have Mr. Patron's pick himself, Jerry Weltman. And uh, we already said Mr. Steve Hoker. And obviously, uh, Johan, is, uh, is it better to refer to you as the metal chef or the metal politician? Mm, good question. Um, I can. Both are good. Both are good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How about so, the Swedish chef, or has that already been taken? That was on the Muppets. What? That was the Muppets. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway. Um, all right. So we got up to the quill. Number 22. And not Acacia Avenue, but um, knocked loose with a tear in the fabric of life. Number 21. The self-titled album by Dirty Honey. Number 20. Battle Lessons by Damon Johnson. Number 19. In My World by Cheap Trick. Number 18. It is Doom Crew Inc. by Black Label Society. Number 17. Onto Others Strength. That was... Uh, Johan's number one, correct? Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. Do you want to say anything about that album? Yeah. Yes, I want to. Uh, this is an album that uh, it's not. It's an easy album to listen to, but for me, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's. I like it because it's. Uh, it's. It sounds like the eighties, obviously, but. It sounds like Percy Depeche Mode going through okay. metal, uh, and uh, I don't know why. I I really like it. It's because it's it speaks to me in uh, many ways, uh, and I the biggest uh, paper in Sweden uh, actually did an article on them. Okay. Thing. Uh, I think it speaks to up here. Okay. Uh, Johan, you're you're cutting out a little bit. Your your bars are down to like the the last bar here. Uh, we have Rob Rowe joining us. Looks like there he is, hiding behind the microphone once again. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) 
how's everybody doing it everybody doing good everybody ready for a little christmas cheer absolutely yeah so at uh 16 here we have uh trivium with in the court of the dragon that's an album that you ranked pretty high rob uh give us yeah, uh, I, I i i give it number one okay I love um, that album. It's so good. You know, I, I, everybody else can say, oh, whatever, you know, but I love that album. It, you know, Trivium back in the day was really, really good. And then they went during that like soft pattern, if you will. And then they came back up. And this album and the album before, I, I can't remember what the title was, but they really like gave it their all. And you know, to me, that expresses a lot of emotions that that they were really ready to get out there and you know blast some beats again, you know and. A lot of metal bands don't do that anymore. Right. Yeah, so the, the album before is What the Dead Men Say. Yeah. That, that last year. Yeah, and then like you said before, during the Fireside show, you know, they released two really good albums back-to-back uh, in, in two, you know, continuous years. So it's awesome. There's, you know, uh, very few bands are, are able to do that, you know. True. Uh, have all of that material uh in in order to uh to do that kind of stuff so uh, let's see here so any other albums that you guys want to uh discuss that i just mentioned uh before we get into the top 15 here yeah uh, go ahead steve or who, who said yeah you want me Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, 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 my, uh, <laughs> I disappeared uh, in in the middle. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, in the in your press in UK or uh, US, has unto uh, others uh, got an, gotten any press uh, uh, or any any fame at all? Yes. Yeah. Curious. With- with your list, it was the first time that I had heard anything about them uh, with this album. Uh, it's definitely an album that I want to check out, as I've told uh, a bunch of people. And actually, we mentioned this before on Fireside. There's 78 albums that were submitted between everyone. So it was difficult to um, pick out of those 78 what was my top 10. You know, it's, it's very hard. To even from that, extend the list farther to uh, to to figure out some of these uh, other so- other albums. I listened to a lot of stuff this week up until a few hours ago to determine, you know, what was going to be in my top ten. If things were, you know, worthy of being there. Um, and to me, it had to be an album that not only was good now but one that I felt that would be good a year from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, that I'll still be listening to stuff off of it. So definitely there's a lot of stuff that I haven't been able to listen to yet that I absolutely want to check out. 
that um, that was on people's list here. Um, Steve at 18, which I should have paused there, but Black Label Society, uh, Doom Crew Inc., that's one that made it on your list. Um, mm-hmm. What stood out to you about that album this year? Uh, I think we actually talked about it last week that it's more like the older Black Label stuff. Okay. That was kind of a, a step back a little bit. How they just, uh, I don't know, I like it. <laughs> I haven't really listened to it that many times, but it already it was number two on my list. Right. So that's that's pretty good if you only heard, a, um, you know, maybe two times all the way through and you're already like, okay, this can be a second. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, in your opinion, it's definitely something that you're going to probably listen to quite a bit moving forward, I would imagine. Yeah, I would think so. Cool. Um, any other albums that I just mentioned that um, anyone else wants to discuss? Uh, Jeremy, Brad? Yeah. yeah, I was going to say about the Bronx Six album, but then I, uh, I really wanted to talk about the Damon Johnson one. Uh, that that was a really great album that came out. Um, I was um, pointed in the direction of that album and I didn't hear anything off it, so I bought it on CD. And I play it a lot. It's a really good, solid rocker. There's some, you know, good songs all the way through on that album. Uh, so I highly recommend it, as well as Bronx Sticks as well, because that's a great punk album. If you if you really like something that's in your face, uh, very punky, um, but melodic, you know, it, that's a that's a cracking album as well. Yeah, it's um, with the Damon Johnson album. It was kind of weird because it was supposed to be released and the release date changed. There were a bunch of weird things that that happened with that. And then he just started selling it at shows. So it seemed as if it didn't get like picked up. um, Like with a lot of the usual outlets. Yeah. You couldn't actually buy it in the UK. We had to, I ordered it with another guy in the UK and we shared the shipping costs. Uh, so we reckon we've got the only two albums in, in the UK because he never came over in the end to tour. And, and he was actually going to come again in December and the tour got cancelled. He was supporting, I think, Buck Cherry. Um, and, you know, he never came over again. So, um, yeah, we, we may just have the only the only albums. And they're signed as well, which I didn't realize they were going to be. But um, that, that was a nice touch. Very cool. So uh, we are welcoming Jerry from Long Island as well. Uh, sporting What's going on, guys? Iron Maiden shirt. Uh, I wonder what he's going to vote. What's for. up, fellas? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, I voted for Rush. Vote for. Hey, hey, <laughs> Johan and freak out every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, so let's keep moving here. If any of these albums stick out to you guys. <laughs> Between now and the uh, and the top ten, I'm gonna go 15 through 11. Just stop me and let me know if you want to talk about these albums. Uh, at 15, we have Flotsam and Jetsam with Blood in the Water. At 14, we have Dream Theater with a view from the top of the world. That's uh, one, Jerry. You voted on that one. Anything you want to mention about that album? It's not as complete as I thought. You know, I think there's only like seven songs on there. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of them is, you know, I think 24 minutes long, but it's just not a complete record. Gotcha. 
Um, all right. 13, we have The Darkness with Motorheart. 21, or excuse me, 12. Dyslexic there for a second. An album that a bunch <laughs> of people voted on. Uh, Cannibal Corpse, Violence Unimagined. Yeah. Rob, I think you voted for that one, right? I did. That's a badass album. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and at 11 is an album that a lot of people voted on, a lot of different people voted on, but like I mentioned during the uh, pre-show, unless a lot of people voted for it higher up on their list, it didn't get pushed up as far. So this album, Wallflowers by Ginger, made it onto a lot of people's lists. Yes, it was on mine for sure. But it it was lower down. Uh, out of 10. So when you started to add up the numbers, it, it wasn't ranked as high as some of these other albums. So um, give us your thought on uh, Wallflower from Ginger, Rob. Uh, just a badass album. I mean, you know, you have a woman that can sing and scream. I mean, mm-hmm. come on. And everybody else is just jamming. I mean, what else do you need? I mean, for me, in my opinion, just kicks ass. I mean, that's all you need. Absolutely. Um, can't I, I? I can't say anything more than that. <laughs> you know, it's just a badass album. We have uh, Chris Vaglio joining us in the chat. Chris, if you want to get involved, you're a patron. I can send you the link. Um, He's saying the record is amazing. The production is sick. Mm. So um, let me see if I can pull this off. Uh, see, right. there you go. Yeah. That final. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it is. So here we go at number 10. It is an album that made it on several people's lists. And uh, let's see here. Let me share my screen. Let's see what this looks like. So number 10 is Fear Factory, Aggression Continuum. Yeah, good album. Good album. The, The album was, once again, voted by several people. And due to the placement, it made it into the 10. It barely made it in here. There, there are a few that um, that that squeaked it out that um, <laughs> that were in and out leading up to this, but finally ended up making it into the uh, top 10 itself. It's an album that I voted for an album that had a lot of weird stuff attached to it because you had um, just the stuff that was going on with the band um you you have um uh, an, a singer that appeared on this album who's no longer part of the band an album that was recorded i think for all intents and purposes three or four years ago it had a different title until it due to legal things it was released after the fact and um trying to make this look decent so we all show up here but it doesn't seem <laughs> we all can all right i guess that kind of works um 
All right. And uh, let's see. Number nine is one that, again, several people jumped in on this one. It's an album that I haven't even had a chance to listen to. Uh, There's so much good stuff, in my opinion, that did come out this year that there's stuff that I'm still uh, trying to uh, check out at the moment. Let's see. Did it show up? Yeah. So the next album is. Do that. Exodus with Persona Non Grata. Uh, the return of Exodus after a, a few years. Uh, obviously, we had Tom Hunter with the uh, issues with his cancer and um, the second album with um, uh, Zetro back in the band. Uh, Any one of you guys check this album out already? What are your thoughts? All right. <laughs> I guess everyone <laughs> voted for it is not here tonight. but. It it made it to uh, num- number nine. So uh, let's see here. Good thing I'm I'm just sharing uh, basketball stuff and not anything <laughs> 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 more nefarious there. Yeah, so, uh, some, somebody needs to sell me on that Exodus album. But I guess obviously uh, this is the wrong group for that. Hey, yeah. Brad, uh, Brad, I'll I'll get you on that album. It's a good okay. album. <laughs> All right, because I was the one that voted on that, but I, I I didn't want to be the one guy going, "Oh, it's me again." <laughs> well, you're, you're picking all the top albums, Rob. So you're, yeah, you know, you're the star. That's fine. It can be you again, Rob. There's there's no shame in that. So we got no problem with uh, with you commenting on stuff. I, I believe that Ed and Mike Jones both uh, voted on that album as well. Yeah. And, and obviously, like I said, if two or three people voted on an album, it, um, it made it in here. So, uh, um, it, it's a good, it, it's really a good album. Check it out, Brad. Okay. For real. All right. Putting it on my list. There you go. Um, Rob is helping make your pockets lighter. <laughs> see i'm i'm not the only one doing this now yeah but you're the main one victor yeah nobody um, spends more of my money than you there you go all right there you go. i am uh now prepared folks sorry uh anyway so let's see here let's get back to sharing the screen here um oh okay i can do it this way instead all right cool here we go number eight is typhoons by royal blood it's an album that for me personally i had to go back and think you know again is this something that i still like all these months later i mean i've i listen to songs here and there all the time and in different mixes that I have set up, but is it something that I think I'll be listening to in a year? Or is it something that I'll be listening to, you know, five, 10 years from now? And I listened to it, you know, earlier this week and I enjoyed it as much as I did when I first listened to it. There we go. Jeremy has the, uh, the vinyl. Um, I believe you have the same edition that I do from Amazon, yeah. which is 
uh, a pink clear vinyl. Yeah. Are they like from uh, Europe? Yeah, they're a, a British band. They're okay. Real, real big in the UK, but in the states, the farthest they've gotten is they opened up for uh, Foo Fighters two albums ago, I believe. And that's yeah, actually I was gonna say I'd never heard of them. Yeah, it's two guys, and each one they have three albums out. Each album sounds completely different. The first album sounds more like a Zeppelin album in the sense that it's got those big booming drums and it's got, you know, it's a drummer and a bass player who sings and the bass player is a fuzzed out bass that sounds like a guitar a lot of the time. So it's a cool. real interesting mix. So you think of two people, it's not white stripes. It's a lot heavier than that. Their second album went in a different direction. And this third album, which is produced by Josh from Queens of the Stone Age. Um, oh, is really? Yeah, it's got this actually has more of a like pop element to it and even, you know, dancey type stuff like what Queens did with their last album. OK. Uh, that is number eight. So let's see here. Um, Jeremy, you somehow have turned sideways on us. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and we can't hear you now. I, I don't want them to feel left off. <laughs> Uh-oh. See. Jeremy, we can't hear you. I'd love how this yeah, just runs it. smoothly every week. He was like, we can't hear you. <laughs> All right. So number seven on the list. Oh, let's get Jeremy back. Let's see. Jeremy, you were talking a lot, but we couldn't hear you. Yeah, I was basically saying that you guys went uh, all dark on me. I couldn't see anything. And then suddenly I was sideways. I don't know what was going on. But um, <laughs> no, I just wanted to say that the Royal Blood album is is absolutely fantastic. It, it's a real breath of fresh air. Uh, mm-hmm. And you've got to open your mind up to something that's a bit different, I think. It's not, you know, it's not a heavy metal album. It's kind of disco metal, isn't it? But it's, uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's an interesting mix of things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so number seven. It is Gojira with Fortitude. An album that, again, made my list and an album that I went back and and revisited after a few months. And I remembered the sing- singles off of it. Um, but then I went and, you know, re-listened to the entire album a few times and really w- there was a lot of stuff off of it that I really like. I like the direction that the brothers have gone with this. I know that a, a lot of people have, you know, claimed that they've gotten softer. <laughs> if you listen to, to the, uh, stuff, if, if you consider becoming maybe uh, a little bit more, orchestrated in their composition and uh, adding clean guitar parts and stuff to the madness that they're usually known for is becoming softer. Well, you know, I don't know, (laughs) I guess, but I still think it's a pretty heavy album. Anyone else get to check this album out? All right. We see. No, I don't think anybody did. (laughs) Okay. 
a lot a lot of uh heads saying no but anyway next an album that i introduced uh, a bunch of you people to this is the self-titled album by angela sapatrida comes in at number six and uh, angela is the name of the I'm band sorry. here we go This is a, a band out of here in Spain. Um, they are on Century Media. They have been for the last 15 years. They've essentially toured everywhere in the world except for the U.S. Their physical albums are available everywhere in the world except for the U.S. That for some reason, Century Media has decided not to release physical copies of this. Um, but like I said, they've every album comes out. They're usually do a headline tour of Europe and they've supported bands like Slayer, Megadeth, Anthrax and Maiden on, uh, on tours and previous festival dates. I'd forgotten all about this album. Uh, and it's actually brilliant. A really good thrash album. They're, yeah. great. They're a great band. Jerry, we, now we can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Yeah. yeah. Come on. There's an unmute button. Hit it. Let's see. <laughs> Jerry, you there? Yeah. Good. <laughs> there he is. There he is. Yeah. Well, you got to um, put me in the small box, Victor. There, there you go. Now we can. Here. <laughs> All right. You have to send us a copy of that record. I well, I can I can definitely send you uh, links to uh, to I where you can it, check I mean, it, it out. That's for sure. What the fuck am I supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, well, if you're into thrash, I think you'll enjoy the album. Definitely a good time thrash album. Um, at five, this was an album that multiple people reminded me of coming out, which again, this is an album that I checked out early on, but didn't revisit. And then it, it made it on multiple people's lists. It ended up at number five is D. Snyder's Leave a Scar. Um, I went back and I've been listening to this all week and it's easily made it on my list and a bunch of other people's, uh, Steve, you're smiling. Uh, Steve is who is it? Yeah. Yeah. The Steve pulling my leg this week. I said, can you send me your list? And he sent me one through 10 and one through 10 spelt out D Snyder. So, um, <laughs> and one. Before he sent me the whole thing. So, uh, Steve, since you are the connoisseur of all things Twisted Sister and Dee Snyder, give us your opinion on this album. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, it was my number one pick. And number two pick. (laughs) Okay. Um, I know it's really, really good. It's heavier than Twisted Sister, but it 
it still sounds twisted sisterish. Right. It's uh it's got the choruses that you know known for and that we all love. Well, right. at least I do. Um I think it's a really solid album. Yeah, it's it's funny that this album and the uh previous album for the love of metal produced by Jamie Jostin, he's co-written a bunch of things as well with him where the first complaint was, Oh, I don't like this screamy stuff. And I'm thinking you didn't like the anthems that twisted sister had because yeah, the music's heavier and I get it. Mm -hmm. They, he's added some things that were, you know, comes from the whole Josta uh, line of things, but I think it still fits in with what he did, what he's done in the past. And believe me, after, after, doing pop punk albums and Broadway albums, you know, this was the D Snyder that I've been wanting for years, you know, an angry pissed mm-hmm. off D Snyder, which is what we got in the early days of twisted sister. So yeah. I like the album. It's, Who else said that they voted for it? It didn't make my, my top 10, but it was right there. How dare you? I know. I know. Brad. Well, I knew that you would bring it up. I mean, they made the top 10 anyway without my vote. Uh, but I, I really like what Dee's done in his last two albums. I, I think he's got a great band. I, I've got the live mm-hmm. um, DVD and CD as well. And, and uh, guy, th- those guys kick ass, man. And I think, uh, I, I don't know, I, I think Dee's on a pretty cool track. It's nice to see somebody at this point in their career that's, somewhat reinvented themselves and have done it in a great way. Yep. Agree. Now with the uh, pre-show that we did, I asked both Jeremy and Brad (coughs) to see um, what they thought would be the top three. And they each gave us their picks. We're down to uh, the top four here. Um, I forget, Jeremy, you, you said, um, well, actually before getting too into it, because I don't want to give much away because the two of you were pretty accurate. Um, number four, a band that I got to interview, it is Witherfall with Mm. Curse of Autumn. Yeah. What, what a band, what an album. What an album. This is my number one album. Great band. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, this album is probably the best prog metal album that has ever been released. Ever. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's it's beautifully produced. Uh, it's packaged brilliantly. There's posters in there. There's uh, fantastic um, vinyl. Um, but the songwriting... Uh-oh. Yep, no more Jeremy. It's gone sideways. Uh-oh. Sideways Jeremy again. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, this is actually my number one as well. Um, just ridiculous playing. Uh, stuff that personally I wasn't expecting. You know, just a mix between the melodies and the guitar riffs and they've got Marco Miniman on drums, who was one of the finalists for the 
a dream theater spot when uh, Mike Mangini took over for Portnoy. Um, every member of this band is talented as all hell. The, the songwriting is just there and they've progressively gotten better. And I was thrilled to be able to speak to them earlier this year. And from the first time that I heard this, I've been playing songs off of it. It's just to me, it's just that good. So, um, if you guys haven't checked it out, I will be posting the entire top, all 78 albums that were ultimately uh, voted on. I'll, I'll be posting them on the page, uh, both on Patreon and, and uh, my own page on MarsAttacksRadio.com. So if there's anything that you guys missed out on, definitely you guys can go there. And again, right. if, if we're going to go with the 78 route, who's the better? Ace Fraley, Peter Caress, Gene Simmons. <laughs> seven, 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 eight out. <laughs> not 78 solo albums, Brad. Or not Brad, sorry. <laughs> Rob. See, Brad, you're getting blamed for things you don't do now. <laughs> yeah, I'm still writing my solo album. There you go. Unfortunately, the title Armageddon's already been taken. There you go. Hey, hey, Jerry, uh, I, uh, I just got to notice that the Rangers are going to be playing in five minutes, so you're still going to hang out with us, right? You're not going to be jumping over to watch a Rangers game? Victor, you know I don't root for the Rangers. Come on now, brother. <laughs> I, I had a rough night last night at USB, if you're paying attention. <laughs> we lost three to one. Yeah, I don't freaking out over <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i gotta i gotta hang my autograph mark messier jersey behind me here in your honor jerry <laughs> um all right so let's get to uh number three here number three is what a member of uh fiction six mentioned before in the chat Brought up uh, thinking that the Evanescence album was strong, but also Spirit Box's Eternal Blue is number three. Uh, This is an album that I went back and forth with on the order. I listened to it several times myself this week. Uh, This band, in my opinion, has gone above and beyond a lot of other um, bands with what they've done with their packaging and what they're what they've offered. So I, I get that a lot of people have voted for this, not only here, but all over a lot of different metal sites. Um, if you guys have seen the unboxing that I did, the thing just looks ridiculous. It, I mean, the vinyl looks like a, a giant CD, how they package it. It's a giant booklet right. with, with all the songwriting, you know, with all the songwriting credits, with all the lyrics, with just amazing graphics. Jeremy mentioned that, it looked like something that you usually get in a box set and they were selling it for, you know, I got it for like $25. I believe it was, it wasn't really? that expensive. Yeah. I'm paying a lot more for, for other vinyls with where people are just fucking throwing a black vinyl in a, in a jacket, basically, you know, it's not doing much more. So uh, this album to me, if, if we want to just go on the packaging and, and all the coolness of it, I think, kicked everyone's ass because it just 
it was just ridiculous with what what they offered. The copy that I have is like a transparent blue. I know Chris, who was in the chat before, has a, a white and blue splatter, which looked really cool as well. They just well were interviewed for Forbes magazine, actually. So, you know, that just goes to show the attention that they've been getting. Uh, two of the members were formerly part of uh, I Wrestled a Bear once, and this is completely different because this album really has a little of everything for everyone. Um, Courtney LaPlante, the lead singer, does a lot of clear vocals, does a lot yeah. of growling as well, yeah. and it all kind yeah. of makes sense. You know, it isn't just growling for the sake of growling. The songs kind of transition to places where it kind of needs it. So, um, Rob, you you had this on your list as well. Um, what are your thoughts on the album? Well, my thoughts on the album is it kind of reminds me of uh, early Breaking Benjamin. If that makes, that makes you know like sense, mm-hmm. you know, just blast tone. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Have you heard like early Breaking Benjamin, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they're from uh, they're they're from actually I think they're the singers from Nashville, but a good portion of the band is from eastern Pennsylvania. So the yep. that yep. we had um tuned in when I used to work in western New Jersey would play ba- Breaking Benjamin before before they were big. You know, they would play, you know, the uh, essentially the demo versions of songs like Skin and Polyamorous all the time. So I'm very familiar with them. But yeah, so go ahead. That's it. All right. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Number two. An album that Jeremy joked when uh, when he sent me his list. The joke was, how high up will Brad rate this album? This will depend on where it will end up on the list. (laughs) And sure as shit, he was right, because Brad's number one was Udo Game Over. (laughs) So the number two album is the last Udo album, which, you know, to me, I, I enjoy a lot of it. Uh, I didn't rank it as high as <laughs> some of the other people, but uh, but it got the votes to push it up to uh, to number two. Now Brad has all of a sudden disappeared, so um, here he comes. Yeah, I don't. I I went looking for it, and and because uh, I know I have it here somewhere. And uh, anyway, I yeah, I think they just nailed it. I, I, the, the sounds good. The songs are good other than the keyboard song. That's a, yeah, that makes my wife laugh when she hears that. Um, but the other songs just rock. I mean, they, they, it's hard to believe they could come up with 13, um, great riffs that resonate. Uh, so there you go. Uh, Very cool. It sounds, it sounds good. It's fun to listen to. Um, I mean, I don't know. You can put it in the same boat as, as like a band like ACDC where, you know, you know what you're going to get and you like it. 
Well, yeah, I think I think Udo's like um, except, isn't he? Where you know you you just know you're going to get a solid album from him all the time, and and that's good. I think I think he puts out, I, and and I realize he's got different people writing on. Uh, I don't know how many of the last few albums he's had different people contributing. Uh, these new kids, though, they they kind of get what is going on with Udo, and they, but yet it's not like it's the same thing over and over, and. It's a great band. They're fun to watch. I, I, I don't know if you've got anybody looked at that um, <laughs> the live show they put out last year, but that is fa- it's fantastic. Is that the one? Yeah, I've got that album. Actually. It's the one in Bulgaria. Are you? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. Are you on mute? Oh, yeah. It was the uh, the lockdown the lockdown concert. Are you on yeah. But anyway, I, I yeah, who knew? Who knew? I, I, yeah. I had a hard time not making him number know. one. I not answer. We got trouble? I didn't so um, let's, uh, before we get to number one, let me just recap real quickly the uh, 10 through 2 spot. So at 10, we had Fear Factory with Aggression Continuum 9. Exodus with Persona Non Grata, eight, Royal Blood with Typhoons, seven, Gojira with Fortitude, six, Angelus Apatrida with Angelus Apatrida, five, D. Snyder with Leave a Scar, four, Witherfall with Curse of Autumn, three, Spirit Box with Eternal Blue, number two is Udo with Game Over. This guy was even on a real. And, uh, and I mentioned this on the uh, pre show. See? We're, uh, <laughs> what we're going to be doing is uh, setting up a two different shows for the Mars Attacks radio show. I'm going to do a show with the top 10 songs from, or 10 songs from the albums that you guys have picked. And then I will do a separate show where I'm going to run down uh, like 25 songs that I personally picked from other bands that we didn't talk about tonight. Uh, we did talk about, but you know, they were ranked uh, 78 through uh, 26 or even up to two, but uh, we will have the full list up on the site. And um, as some of you guys have already speculated at number one, No. At number one, we have uh, Iron Maiden with Senjitsu. Um, Jerry, obviously, you voted this number one. You bought it three times, you're saying. You bought it on red vinyl, silver vinyl, and CD. So, and just from the start, I remember when the album came out, you mentioned how much you... uh, you loved it. So um, I'm sure you're not shocked that it was number one. No, I'm not. I stuffed the, I stuffed the ballot box. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But I, I, I will say a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say that Johan, you voted this number two, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. It's a great album. Uh, 
It's a album with uh, yes, long songs, but I mean, you don't you don't have to listen to the whole album at once. So uh, for me, it's uh, the songs are. Uh, I mean, this is a great album, and it's uh, class, absolutely uh, classy album. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Anyone else check this album out and and enjoy it? Yeah, I I bought it after a while. Um, I wasn't sure if I'd liked it at first, but it has grown on me, and I you know I think it it stands up there as one of their better albums, to be honest. In the last sort of you know five, six, seven, eight years or whatever, I think it's um you know it's a, it's a grower. There's some a good mix of songs on it. Um, you know that Stratego is the sort of you know the shorter song that everybody seems to be talking about. But if you listen to the longer ones, I think you know you, if you invest time in it, I think it it is a good album. Cool. Um, definitely the this this was the landslide number one. Um, obviously they're probably the biggest hard rock or metal band to release an album this year. So, you know, that's, I mean, so many people voted for it. It, it outpaced everyone from the start. I had fingers crossed that it would be a little closer, but it is what it is. Um, Jerry's saying that he picked up tickets for October. Brad, you saw them or you're going to see them in September. So awesome. Um, Jeremy hopes to, I don't, I don't, I guess they'll probably be playing festivals here next year and probably, um, in Sweden and, and everything else. So, oh, cool. So Jerry, yeah, Jerry's saying that, uh, great package gatefold artwork is insane. That that's awesome. You know, again, if, if a band is making you pay the, the amount of money that they are, to pick up the vinyl it to me as a fan i want it to be worth my while i want it to have all that cool stuff and not just be you know you you get the vinyl and it's okay black vinyl and then you pull it out and it's a it's a clear jacket and it's like all right they don't care <laughs> you know but it's cool that that they take the time to uh to do that um before we end the show is there any album that you guys are looking forward to in 2022 that you guys have heard about a band that will be releasing something? Maybe a single has come out already, or uh, is there a band that you'd like to see release new material next year? Uh, Jerry, since you got the, uh, the number one pick here, I'll, I'll let you uh, go first. And uh, you're saying that bullet for my Valentine did know. Artwork. That bullet album, by the way, was 26th on the list out of anyone's choice. So is there anyone that you're looking forward to um, releasing music next year, Jerry? I can't think of anything right now, Victor. I'm still hammered. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Johan, how about you? Is there anything that you're looking forward to coming out next year? Yes. Uh, I think the new Crush Diet will be uh, exciting. Rush. Yeah. Rush? Of, are they coming out? 
they're, they're releasing a book. They're releasing <laughs> a book, uh, the 40th anniversary of um, moving pictures. So it's going to be a lot of like behind the scenes stuff that's never been released. They announced it uh, earlier this week and that's coming out next year. So you have that to look forward to. Yeah. I'm, no, Crash Diet, uh, the single. Wait, what do you, I remember. Do you remember what the name was? The new single? Uh, yeah, I, I posted a few of them. Yeah. Uh, the album's coming out, I believe, in February, if I'm not mistaken. Um. I'll look that up real quick. There's also uh, No Man's Land. The single was No Man's Land. Uh, so the new album is going to be yeah, exciting to hear. Yeah. And also another band uh, from Sweden that you talked about a little bit is Arch Enemy, who will be releasing their new album as well. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm sure that's something you'll be looking forward to. Yeah. Of course. Mm. No. And um, Steve, uh, I'm not sure if there will be any D. Snyder or Twisted Sister uh, releases next year. Fingers but, crossed, though. Uh, fingers crossed. Um, what, are, what are you looking forward to outside of that? If I remember correctly, Overkill had an album coming out sometime in 2022. So I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, they're working on that. And they also have a box set where they're releasing the Atlantic Years album, similar to what Skid Row just did. And it's going to be all that on CD and on vinyl remastered. Um, So that's coming. I think it's next month. It's either January or February that's coming out. And Jerry actually mentioned that uh, Corn and Sabaton. Um, I like that last Corn album and I like the new single that they've released. So. Look forward to that as well. Um, there's a, a band that I interviewed earlier this year called Tetrarch, who sounds a lot like them, um, that I thought put out a really good album this year. But uh, like I mentioned before, it was high on my list, but was kind of lower on the overall scheme of things. It was 60, but if you're into corn, I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, Brad. Yes, sir. What What are you looking forward to uh, to to checking out in the coming year? Have uh, do you have a list ready for twenty twenty two, or do I have to start feeding you uh, more more music to buy? <laughs> uh, I think you're already doing that. Um, yeah. So if anybody's listening and you're not in the Patreon group, you should do that so you can buy new albums like I do when you hear all this great music that Victor puts out there. It's only two bucks a month get you in the door. Then you might want to chip in more because it's, it's more fun. Um, ah, Scorpions, man. That's, I want to hear that album. I'm, I'm really hoping that this is one that really lights a fire in me, that it's not going to be like the last few that were just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's all right. You know, I want, I want them to go out, go out with a bang. Isn't that what they, what they like to say? Yeah. Yeah. So, and then, uh, of course, um, I don't know if Fiction 6 is still there, but this is their uh, latest album. I, I encourage everybody to check it out. They did do a, a cover of uh, Children of the Sea on here, too. It's the, the last uh, song on here. 
So if you, uh, for you Sabbath fans, uh, good, good dudes, good music all over the place. Great musicianship. And if he's really working on a fourth album, uh, I'll be there for that. So there you go. Well, he did say that in the chat earlier. So we'll see. Hopefully that is the case. Uh, I will say that the uh, Peacemaker single from Scorpions caught me off guard. I, you know, uh, like you, last two, three albums have been kind of a letdown to me personally. So that song seems to be, uh, you know, going in the right direction. So hopefully the rest of the album is. Is, is kind of like that. I'm I'm hoping that it's like a tattoo off of Van yeah. Halen's uh, um, a different kind of truth, where uh, where they released tattoo, which was like the weakest song as the single, and then when you got into the album, it had a lot of other good stuff on it. But um, it, it's pretty rare for me that the first song released in it, for bands that I like ends up being my favorite song off the album. Right. So got that. Also, uh, I've heard a rumor that. Dokken has actually done a new album that they've finished recording. <laughs> which I, I'm I'm shocked and amazed. I don't know who's singing on it. <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. Yeah, Robert Mason probably. Oh, um, it, would, it should be great then. <laughs> oh fuck! Which I, I desperately wanted the End Machine to put that in my top ten, but it, their second <laughs> album is just all right for me. Yeah, it had like four or five decent songs on it, but. The rest of it was kind of filler. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I it kind of felt like like George Lynch, uh, you know, because he's writing for like twenty different projects. Yeah. That these are the leftovers or something. Uh, yeah. I yeah, I expected more, I, especially you know when you got Jeff Pilson involved. I mean, that dude, that dude knows his stuff. He's a great producer. I mean, it's sound. It's a great sounding album, but and especially the bass. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's a great songwriter in his own right. I, I I expected more from that album. Oh, the new Black Swan album. When that comes, I'm really looking forward to that. Cool. Yeah, I, I was gonna say with George, too many damn. He, he's he released like 78 albums this this year, and it seems like everything is just a little bit more watered down than the next thing. Yeah. You know, if you'd focus on just. Um, one thing there and maybe he would put out some, you know, real kick-ass music, but you know, it's again, four or five, four or five good songs out of everything he's released and he's released a shitload of stuff. So Jerry, yeah, you know, talk, talking about black Swan and, you know, yeah. Red beach is the guitar player there and I'm sure his songwriting's all over it. Uh, winger should have a new album out next year. And I really like uh, the, the last four or five albums they've done since they've been back together. So I'm looking forward to that being a real heavy rock album. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, they've gone more in a progressive direction, I think since they kind of put stuff back together. So the the thing is that they actually cover a lot of bases on the the albums. I mean, there's, it's not like one song sounds like the next song sounds like the next song. I mean, certainly the stuff you're going to hear off those last few albums on yard metal are going to be the real rock fast rock songs and that, but there's a, there's, you're right. There is some weird kind of proggy kind of moments and stuff. I mean, Kip is very orchestral in his uh, writing now. So I, it's anyway, I, I think it's great stuff and it always sounds good. So a plus on those guys. So yeah, there's, there's a lot to look forward to in 2022. Plus I'm going to hopefully set foot in Sweden for the first time ever. 
<laughs> and second time ever setting foot in Spain. First time ever setting foot in the UK. Hopefully that happens in 2022. <laughs> you are welcome. Yeah. We can hope. Yeah, I'll be knocking on your door, man. So, Jeremy, you joined me first tonight over on Fireside. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to go back to you mm. last to kind of close the loop here. And yeah, I mean, there's, there's, if you think 2021 was a good year, 2022 is going to absolutely break records because there's, there's so much music coming out from established acts next year that it's going to be amazing. We, you've just talked about Scorpions, Rock Believer. I've got that on order. Uh, and we talked about Dokken, which was another one on my list. Next year, there, there could well be a Judas Priest album. Uh, Firepower was out in 2018. I believe that they're finalizing the, the songs for, for the next album. Uh, and with the delayed tour, I think, you know, the, there's going to be a new album from them. Megadeth, there's going to be a new album from them next year. Uh, there's going to be Saxon in February as well, uh, along with Scorpions. Uh, Carp DM is the album. Looking forward to that one. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne has got a new album coming out, uh, which we know Tony Iommi is on and a few other guests. Uh, and the final one on my list, uh, quite an interesting one, uh, Vandenberg has got together with David Coverdale and they're doing an album together. So, you know, there's a lot of good stuff coming out and they're just the established acts and we know that, you know, there's going to be loads of other smaller bands releasing umpteen numbers of albums and it's just going to be a great year. I'm looking forward to it. And we just saw uh, they posted a picture of Richie Faulkner actually recording a solo, a guest solo on somebody's album. I don't remember yeah. who it is. Mm. That they posted on Blabbermouth, I guess, yesterday or the day before. So that's encouraging. Um, yeah, it's also great to see Richie up and about, and you know, after what what he went through, and yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing him on stage again. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think you guys. Pretty much oh, cover yeah. all bases there uh, out of the stuff that I know that's coming out. Um, again, wait, wait, and Jer Jeremy, uh, aren't Saxon going to have a new album this year? Next year? Yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah. I said that. Oh, how did, where, how did I miss that? February. Call DM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fine, Brad. We'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass on that. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. Uh, for anyone that's still out there saying that there isn't any good new music coming out, I feel sorry for you because I think there's new music coming out all the time, every week. So next year, at the end of the year, we'll hopefully be back same place talking about our favorites of 2022. Ghost, probably. Ghost, there you go. That, that's yeah, Ghost that. should have a new album. Yeah. yeah. I'm expect since they're they're going to be here in a couple of months. I'm expecting something to drop soon, because yeah. I would think they're they've got a new album for their this tour. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, well, there's the, usually after the holidays, stuff starts to drop. If you look at, um, I I couldn't even do a new releases today because there were two new releases. Literally, everything else is. Uh, reissues and um, live albums and greatest hits and um, un unfortunately you know everything November onwards is usually geared towards buying stuff for Christmas 
So, um, so as a result, you know, there isn't a lot of new material coming out, but once, uh, once the second week of January hits, there'll, there'll be a lot of, you know, new material coming out. I've already got a list of things coming out all the way up to, uh, April. So there's definitely a lot of things that are being scheduled all the way up through the, uh, first quarter of the year. Um, in any event, we are going to wrap things up here. I want to thank all you guys that joined me tonight. Uh, Jeremy, Brad, Steve, Johan, Jerry, Rob, who's in here before. Um, everyone in the chat from Jose to Chris to the guys from Fiction 6. And anyone that's watching this or listening to this after the fact, uh, thank you for taking the time out to watch this or listen to this. I appreciate it. 100%. And I appreciate all you guys for being patrons that are here live with me. Um, I, I don't know how else to say thank you, but uh, if it wasn't for you guys, honestly, and with all the feedback that we have from you guys and being here on the Friday shows and Tuesdays and, and every time that I switch things up in between, uh, I wouldn't be putting out stuff as, as frequently as I have been. Uh, this past year. So I want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart, uh, 100%. So uh, thank you guys. Thanks again, everyone for watching and listening to this. And on that note, we will see you back in uh, 2022. Jeremy has decided to go sideways before the end of the show here, <laughs> but um, that is it folks. We will see you next time again. Happy new year. Seasons, greetings, all that good stuff. See you next time right here on the Signals from Mars live stream. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 